you hear it? Echo. <laughs> Isn't that yeah, weird? Dope. It kind of sounds like you're in like a symphony hall or something. That's dope. Yeah. All right. I sound really weird. No, you don't. Don't be self-conscious. <laughs> Everyone's always tempted to do like an ASMR thing as soon as they get on the mics. Don't do it. <laughs> I can see it in your eyes. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's jump into it. So do you want to just start with, we'll start with what school you go to, even though it's hardly at all anymore. What school do you go to? I go to Los Gatos High School. Thank you. Okay. LGHS. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Okay. So then how old are you? I am 17 years old. Okay. You're baby. You're mm-hmm. young for the grade, huh? Yep. Um, and then, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. So we'll just jump right into it. If that's cool with you. Yeah, sure. All right. So let's just talk a little bit about like what your childhood was like and growing up, what that experience was kind of like for you. So my childhood, basically, I grew up in Santa Cruz. And what happened was when I was like around six years old, my mom and dad got divorced. And I don't really remember it. Yeah. All I remember is they would fight all the time and like they their marriage kind of just collapsed. And um um so basically what ended up happening is I I lived with my mom on the weekdays and my dad on the weekends. Okay. And since my dad's business was like in uh, San Jose, he would he stayed here and me and my mom moved to Santa Cruz. And um in Santa Cruz basically like it was like I loved it so much. Aww. It was like perfect. Like, I like the people there. They they just seemed, like, genuine. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Because it's, like, I feel like over here, everyone's really successful and, like, super smart. But it's, like, there's a layer of, like, fakeness There's, like, so it. much fakeness. Yeah. And, like, the only way to also, like, sur- I, not survive, but, like, thrive in mm-hmm. this sort of environment here, too, is also be fake. Yeah. And I hate that part about I it. I know. And I, I completely l- do, too. Like, I love Santa Cruz because you can just, like, be yourself and, uh, like, you can be yourself here too, but not around as many people, yeah. I feel like. No, I totally get that. And, um, yeah, so basically, like, grew up over there and then eventually what ended up happening was my mom's business was still in San Jose because that's where, like, more money was. Mm-hmm. And so she used to commute every day over the hill, oh, wow. which was really tough for her. And on top of that, she was, like, her business was slowing down. And so she she decided that she needed to move over the hill to, like, um, be able to focus on it more. Yeah, right. And so basically what that did was, um, I remember it was the sixth grade of summer, sixth grade summer, mm-hmm. and she basically just said, like, we're moving. And I had, like, a month left with my friends, and I was just like, okay. Oh, my God, that's brutal. And I was just, like, terrified. Like, yeah. Like <laughs> that age too. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like, I mean, like you're just like so insecure in like your friendships and like yeah, like middle school in general is just like such a wacky yeah. time. Especially because I was like thinking I was like, oh god, like I'm gonna have to go in seventh grade. Like all the new kids mo- will have moved in sixth grade, so they would have right. already made their friends. Like I'm gonna be like the only person who's new. Yeah. Like I'm like I'm going to f- like this really really nice school with all these super successful like parents and stuff and then like their kids obviously are going to be super smart too so i thought i was just gonna be like a loner and like not be able to fit in Mm -hmm. and that was super tough for me and also since i didn't really get like a i guess i did get to say goodbye to my friends but it wasn't like the way i would have liked it like i would have liked to be able to like spend like more time with them be able to do have have certain experiences 
that I, I would have been able to have if I had stayed. Yeah, definitely. Which I felt like got taken away from me, which mm-hmm. created like this resentment towards my mom. Yeah. Which was sort of like the issue, the the beginning issues of of, of your relationship. Of our relationship, yeah. yeah. And so so yeah, I moved that summer and then 7th grade happened and it wasn't that bad. Like it was bad, but but, <laughs> but not as bad. But I was able to find like my group of people yeah. who were also new kids, Aww. which was really, really funny. And um, it was only like two kids at the time. But, <laughs> Squad. <laughs> but all you really need is one other person to talk yeah, to to really feel content. I found in yeah. life, like one that. person that you're like really close with that you yeah. can tell whatever you whatever you need to tell them. And you're like, this person's got my back. Yeah, yeah because otherwise the rest of it. You know, it's, it's, again, it's more valuable to have one or two friends who would drop anything for you than to have 50 who kind of don't really give a shit about you. Exactly, yeah. It's like, what's the point of that? Yeah, so that that was like a real blessing for me mm-hmm. because that was like a really hard time in my life. And just like such a transition. Yeah, and having them, uh, having those kids there for that, the, the two kids was just like, it meant the world to me yeah. at the time. Yeah. And then eventually, like, we hung out all every day at school and after school and, like, during the whole entire summer, seventh grade. And I had played volleyball that year because I figured, like, I need to meet some people in my grade because mm-hmm. those two kids were both a grade above me. Oh, okay. And I knew that they were going to be going to high school. Yeah. And so I was like, it's going to happen all over again. Yeah. So I was like, I may as well, like, get out there and try to meet new people. And so... um <laughs> Yeah, I played volleyball that year, and that's when I met. Um, can I say their names? I would say no. When but I you met my my best my current best friend. Yeah, there we go. My okay. current best friend, and he's he's always stuck with my side ever since then. And yeah, he's like one of the biggest influences on my life. Aww. And yeah, so basically after seventh grade or after eighth grade, um, I became I I was able to like get my own group of friends yeah. and that wasn't really a problem for me anymore and freshman all the way till now mm-hmm. they've they've been my group that's awesome which is awesome yeah yeah because it's so scary to have to come into that in as like the outsider kind of and because you're literally just like am i gonna make friends are these people gonna like me am yeah. i gonna fit in yeah so that's awesome though that you found yeah like your people yeah that's what matters yeah so then how is so you said that you kind of had some resentment towards your mom yeah. from for her basically making you move and how did how has your relationship been since that? Yeah, so me and my mom's relationship sort of just like deteriorated ever since then. Mm-hmm. And I remember like like she had always like sort of told me like okay, so basically what happened was this is where stuff really got got serious mm-hmm. in a way. Um, freshman year, I, I had this group of friends and basically what happened was like, she saw this text message on my phone in a group chat that I had between them mm-hmm. and like, we were freshman teenage boys. Yeah. So we like call each other names and yeah, like, right. cuss and shit <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> but, and um, shit. Say it loud and proud. <laughs> and, um, so basically she saw that and was like, this is bullying. These kids aren't your friends. They're, oh, she thought they were bullying she you. She thought they were bullying oh. me. And I had explained to her that that was just, like, normal banter. And my dad even tried to explain to her, like, like we went to, like, nine counselors. 
And wow. every time we would go to a counselor and they would start trying to tell her like what to do because they could see that she was the issue in the relationship, yeah. she would just fire them and get a new one. Wow. And so it was sort of this like endless cycle of just like fucking me over. Yeah. <laughs> and that it was sucks. terrible because I, I literally couldn't do anything because she was like ma- the majority legal guardian in my life. Yeah. So she kind of got to dictate how yeah. things went for you. Yeah. And basically what it did was it was um she called all those kids' parents and basically told them to never have their kids talk to me again. Or she would, like, take it to the school, and oh she, God. like, threatened them. So, obviously, like, they're going to, like, listen to their parents yeah. if their parents tell them to do something. And I know some people might, like, think that, oh, yeah, those weren't your true friends if they left you for that. But they never really left me. It was sort of like they just distanced themselves in a yeah. way. Like, it it just wasn't the same after that. Of course, because that's just, like, such a big – that just causes such a big rift in yeah. the relationship. Yeah, and so everything was just – that was bad. And – Basically, what that did was it sort of just took my emotional support from my friends, and it also made my life at home a living hell, Mm -hmm. and so I almost felt like I was trapped and didn't have any escape, and that was just a terrible time in my life, freshman year. Because then it's like you don't have, you don't, like you said, you don't have the emotional support system of your friends, and then obviously things are, there's like strife with you and your mom, so then it's like, where do you go? Exactly. That's so tough. Yeah. So then that's... That's where, um, sophomore year, I started, like, my friends in volleyball. And that's when I started hanging out with them. And actually, it didn't start with my friends in volleyball, (laughs) that group. Um, It started with other kids who also didn't have a group. (laughs) So I sort of just, like, find the misfits, I guess. I was going to say, Island of the Misfits. That's perfect. (laughs) Hey, sometimes those are the best people. Yeah. They really are. Yeah, and they're all my closest friends to to today. That's awesome. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And then, so how did your friendships kind of progress after that? Like, so with those people in particular that your mom kind of caused a distance from, Mm -hmm. like, are you still friends with them? Do you still talk to them? Or is it still just kind of weird? Yeah, so I'm still friends with all of them, but it's sort of, like, surface-level friends. Yeah. Like, I used to go to their houses all the time, like, freshman year and stuff, and then ever since that incident happened, like, never got invited to go anymore, because obviously, like, they don't their parents didn't want right. anything to want them, them interacting yeah. with you. Yeah. And then how about like in terms of um friendships and stuff, like what like at that time when you clearly have lost your friendships, your kind of relationship with your mom, like obviously you're at a really low point, like what do you do? Like how do you get out of that and how do you even how do you even just like deal while you're in that? Yeah, so I think the main way that I was able to, like, get through it was a lot of support from my dad Mm -hmm. because he was – he had already sort of gone through it, like, this whole, like – because the whole time that my mom was, like, not listening listening to me and, like, going to these counselors and stuff, I had been explaining to her how, like, why are you doing this? Like, this isn't helping me. This is just distancing our relationship even more and ruining it. And she would always say, like, I'm doing it out of of love and, like, I'm Mm -hmm. doing this for you and, like – it's for your own good. And I was just like, this is just stupid. And yeah. my dad had sort of, like, already gone through it in a way. Like, her very, like, 
um, I'm trying to do this for the greater good, but right. I know this sucks right now, sort of thing. And that's the whole reason, like, that was the reason that they got divorced in the first place. Mm-hmm. So he totally understood where I was coming from. And he's, like, the one person who knows exactly what it's like. Exactly what it's like. And so having that support system was just, like, very, very, very crucial. Yeah. And it was really, really, really nice to have. And I don't think that... I think if I continue to... Because I explained to my dad how, like, I wouldn't. He, I remember a specific conversation where he he asked me if I was going to be able to make it through the next three years of high school, mm-hmm. and I just like I responded with a no. Like I knew, yeah. like I was already sort of settling into a depression, and because I just felt trapped, and I, yeah. I had no no escape from yeah, it. Yeah, you're like, where do I go? And so I was like, where do I go? And so I knew that it would only have gotten worse if I had stayed with her, yeah. and I didn't want to see things escalate like that. Yeah. And so he fought for me in court. And was able to win legal custody, and that's why I live with him. And that's him calling right now. Aww. How cute. Wait, why is that the most perfect timing ever? It's meant to be. It's meant to be. <laughs> so then, how was that like like going through the legal battle, too? Of like, you just... And because you're an only child, right? Yeah, yeah. So then, you're just kind of having to watch your parents go back and forth yeah. over you. Yeah, that was, that was definitely really emotionally tough. Yeah. And, um... Did you feel like you had to pick a side, kind of? No, because I was, I was fighting for my side, basically. Yeah. And my dad was fighting for my side, too. And so it never was... Re- my mom always liked to make it seem like it was my dad versus her fighting over me, but really it was just my dad respecting my wishes. And right. since he fighting was for only, your wishes. He was the only one who had the power to do anything over it, because, of course, I'm not, I wasn't old enough mm-hmm. to fight for my own custody. And so... That's how it was, the that's how I viewed the situation more, but of course my mom didn't view it that way. Right. And she tried to make it look like he was like taking me mm-hmm. and like trying to take me from her. And I was like, no, mom, like he's doing what I, I want. Like, yeah. And then every time she would say like, you're gonna regret this one day, and like blah blah blah. And it, that was really tough for me because yeah. I was like in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, like what if she's right? Like what if I'm right. just like you're just second guessing yourself yeah. the whole time. And so that was. Tough to go through as a sophomore. Yeah, you're, you're still such <laughs> a baby. Yeah, and balancing school and sort of like trying to develop who I am, yeah, like a, an identity, and also balancing like finding new friends as yeah. well at the same time. Of course. And so it was just a lot to juggle at that time, but I was able to make it through it. And actually, I don't really. Okay, um, so. <laughs> You're so my, cute. Just say it. <laughs> basically, what my dad does is he he teaches like al- alternative uh, medicine in yeah. a way, and it sort of comes like it's like Chinese medicine, and it there's a lot of different techniques in it that are sort of like meditations. Yeah, that help you like release emotions, which I so I, I grew up around the business, so right. I always like knew about it, but I had never really like seriously done it because there was never really a need for it. Right. But going through this whole thing, I was just like, I like, I feel like so shitty. Yeah. Like, I'm just, I'm desperate for anything, any kind of relief. Because you know how when you're in that sort of like depression stage, you just feel like there's no escape. Oh, 100%. And that it's going to be like that forever. That's exactly, like you literally just feel like you're just trapped in the dark. You can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. Exactly. And you just think this is what life is now. This exactly. is what it's going to be forever. And so... So my dad, I, I reached out to my dad and I, I asked him for help and mm-hmm. 
he basically like gave me these different like meditations and qigongs is what they're called mm-hmm. and um they like significantly helped me it started awesome. it started to like i like the fights with my mom weren't as bad i wouldn't get as, at- as attached to them mm-hmm. and then sort of like her words didn't hurt as much anymore yeah because i could i could detach myself emotionally and sort of see it from like a logical view that this didn't make any sense right and her putting me down for this wasn't right yeah i can't i can't continue to acknowledge these as like legitimate accusations when there's no real back there's no exactly there's no support for them and that's impressive too that you that first of all that that was your coping mechanism because most people in a depressed state use bad coping mechanisms like that's like most people go alcohol they go drugs they go self-harm they go whatever they go sex whatever it is but that's like the healthiest coping mechanism i've ever heard of yeah like i can't think of a better thing that you could have done so that's impressive that when you're that young too that you're like because it would have been so easy for you to just be like i'm gonna be a stoner exactly i'm just gonna peace out of here i did eat a lot of food though (laughs) me too (laughs) which which was amazing (laughs) which i enjoyed every bite of (laughs) Yeah. Food is a great coping mechanism. Yeah. So do you think do you think you use food though as a kind of way to just oh like, I for sure use chill food. out? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Cheese its, goldfish, <laughs> hot Cheetos. Sorry if you're hungry listening to this. It's worse. <laughs> yeah. No, it was amazing. Yeah. But um, the rest of it kind of sucked. Yeah. Which is honest. other than the food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it's just so tough, and I mean like. How did that make you feel, too, the fact that it was with your mom? Just because I feel like for a lot of people, that's, like, your mom is, like, a central kind of figure in your life. and Exactly. And and I don't know a lot of people, too, who have experienced the kind of, you know, issues with their mom in particular as you have. So, like, how, how did that make you feel knowing that, like, no one else kind of had the same exact thing going on or, like, you know... You're you, like you were struggling with your mom, and everyone else was like, "I love my mom." This, yeah. this, this, and yeah, you're yeah, kind of yeah. like, "What the fuck?" Well, no, I sort of knew that everybody's situation is different. Yeah, and every no one's family dynamic is the same. Exactly, because everyone's family's different. Like, yeah, it's very simple. But um, I, I, I sort of was like, every time like she would try to like put me down and make me feel bad for like my my dad fighting in court for yeah. me and stuff i sort of was just like wow like and and like when she took my friends away and wasn't wasn't listening to me and mm-hmm. like put me through nine counselors and i was just like my mom's supposed to be the one who's supporting me through this transition into like life yeah and through high school and instead she, all she's doing is hindering it and like making it hell basically yeah and that was really difficult for me, but once I was able to like recognize that was the, the issue, it it got a lot better. And yeah, it, it wasn't as bad anymore. Well, that's good then. Yeah. And so, and then you mentioned also kind of like during that time to struggling with your identity and just because obviously that's that's when everyone's like, who actually am I? Like, what am I yeah. supposed to be doing? What's life like? So, what did you have any kind of like revelations or anything during that time where you're like, this is what I want to do? this is who I'm going to be, or was it, is it still, because it's fine either way, you know, is it still kind of, eh, I don't know. Yeah, so, basically, out of it, I feel like I I become, like, much more emotionally durable, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
which in a lot of cases, some people think means heartless. But to me, it's You're just like, like the least heartless person <laughs> I know. So, some such... people have called me heartless because oh I don't show emotion to certain situations where they think I should. But, but what, okay, but what people expect, <laughs> like when people expect you to have certain emotions, it's like everyone reacts to things differently and you should not put your, what you think is a reasonable way to react on someone yeah. else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, even in like crime, like I freaking love true crime. So even in like crimes, <laughs> I'm thinking of times when like the par- people look at the parents of like a missing child and they're like, they're not crying enough. They don't look sad enough. They probably yeah. did it. And you're like, okay, chill out. Yeah. Take a second, analyze everything and don't put your expectations for how emotions are supposed to look on other people. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I sort of just felt like, like through like doing the different practices I mm-hmm. told you about. I sort of just like become overall less attached to like becoming attached to situations that yeah. don't matter and that shouldn't affect me emotionally. Right. Cause like I've seen my friends go through like a lot of times in relationships, mm-hmm. they're like, I wish I didn't feel this way. Like, I don't even understand why I feel this way. I know it's completely illogical, but it's just how I feel. And that's, I don't really run into situations like that because, and I credit like Chinese medicine and what yeah. it's done for me. And um, like I th- sort of like what I got for, for my identity from that whole process of going through my mom and stuff was that I discovered a way to help myself in a completely natural way. Like you were saying, like yeah. most people decide to sort of just like numb the pain. In exactly. A way. And you were like actually like dealing with dealing it. with it. Yeah. And I think it's amazing what it's able to do. And that's like what I want to pursue is my career. Oh, that's because awesome. I want, I don't want any, I want, I don't think enough people know about it. Yeah. And I think that it could help so many people in a humongous way because they won't, it'll give them a healthy alternative way to help with their, emo- their exactly. emotions and just deal with life in general. Exactly. And that's, that's you would be so, so good at that, that too. You would be so good at that. <laughs> Thank that's you, so awesome. That's so awesome. And then, so do you have any plans for after high school in terms of like pursuing that or what kind of does your next does your next adventure look like? Yeah, so um, basically what my future looks like right now. Yeah, as of now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to be studying under my dad over the next two years. And meanwhile, I'll be going to um, a local school. And uh, basically, it's just going to, I'm just going to be exploring it further and seeing yeah. how viable it really is as a, a uh, long term career. Yeah. But if I could do it, like it's my passion, I would be absolutely thrilled. Yeah, go for it, dude. Go for it, please. Yeah, that's full send. Yeah, because no, that that is so true though. That like a lot of like you don't even see a lot of people, especially in this area. I feel like who are genuinely passionate about what they're doing. A lot of times, it's like you've got lawyers, you've got doctors, you've got tech people who are kind of like. I'd rather not be doing this. You're kind of like, I hate going to work every day. And if you can find something where you're like, I want to get up in the morning because I'm going to help people. Yeah. That's huge, right? Yeah. That just makes such a difference. Yeah. And then in terms of like coping mechanisms too. So we, I talked about how, you know, a lot of people turn to drugs or alcohol and mm-hmm. stuff. And I know that you don't use drugs or alcohol no. at all, which yes. is fairly rare for a high school <laughs> student. So what's your kind of like reasoning behind that? Okay, so <laughs> I get this question a lot at parties. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Yeah, uh, why don't you? Uh, why drink? don't you drink? Yeah. No, Nick either. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, Nick is nicotine for those listening who don't know. 
<laughs> Always got to give a little yeah, disclaimer. A little disclaimer. Um, so basically, both my parents don't drink. Mm-hmm. So I had that running for me already. Right. So I didn't like grow up with an environment that had that around all the time. So I never like thought it was like a normal thing, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. And on top of that, like, I've always, like, my friends use it all the time, and they're like, oh, yeah, it's really fun, like, you should try it. But I found that I have fun, like, without even having to use anything to, like, boost it, I guess. And since, so I sort of have, like, this theory that if you try it one time, it's going to, like, raise your, like, threshold for having fun super high Mm. so that... So then if you're not doing it, you not, can never yeah, get there. Yeah, if you're not doing it, you'll never be able to have fun at, like, parties or, like, with your friends or something. Yeah. And I don't want to expose myself to that. Yeah. Because I'm completely content with how it is now. Yeah. And I have fun already. And the point of doing it, for a lot of people, I think, like, to numb the pain, of course, yeah. for your emotions. But it's also to, like, just magnify like enhance the fun. It. Yeah, exactly. And if I'm already having fun, I don't see any reason I need to magnify it, yeah. especially if it's going to, like, raise that threshold. Exactly. And it's, like, all the, like, there are no negative effects of not doing it, yeah. really. But you look at the other side, and it's like, yeah. oh, we got a, we got quite a few yeah. on that side of the list. Yeah, and, yeah, there's always that, where I'm just, like, I have no interest in it. There's yeah. No, and it, I already know what it's going to lead to exactly. if I do do it. So, like... Why would I do it? Have Has anyone ever given you shit for that? Like, has anyone ever been like, dude, what the fuck? You got to just try it. Like, it's rare. Yeah. But it's happened. It's a few occasions. <laughs> They're just like, dude, you're pussy. Like, <laughs> like thanks, man. Appreciate I, it. I just laughed. Like, yeah. it's just like. You just shake it off. I can't take it do. seriously. Yeah. It's like one of those things. You well, it's also, it's like, it you know that you're not that you're like in the right necessarily, but like, you know, you're making your own decision for you yeah. and like you're just sticking by what you believe and like what someone else says isn't gonna change that so it's like just gotta brush it off exactly so like it's my situation and like it's my choice too yeah your body your choice oh god God, why why did you say that i had to i mean it's relevant think about the news okay but (laughs) but um yeah, is there anything else, like, that you've kind of really struggled with in high school or just big challenges that you've overcome or had to just really kind of, like, reevaluate what you wanted to, to do it? I don't know. That's, like, the broadest question I could possibly <laughs> ask, but I'm just curious. Um, I would say that a big challenge I'm facing, like, currently yeah, is just, like, the anxiety – or not anxiety, but just, like, having to watch all my friends go off to college yeah. is just, like, it's really hitting deep. Yeah. It's, like, really, like, it's really, like, humbling me into, like, how much time I've had with them and how much I didn't take advantage of that time. Mm-hmm. And um, that some of my best friends are going to be going all the way across the country and I'm not going to see, not going to be able to, like, go hang out at their house every weekend yeah. or, like. Just call them whenever I want to. Well, I guess I could do that. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not like going to be you're insane. starting new lives, kind of. Yeah, which is wild. And yeah, it's just crazy. But that's what life is, I guess. Yeah, but it's still <laughs> that doesn't mean it's not hard, you know. Yeah, no, it yeah. still sucks. And so, how does like how do all the like graduation activities and like senior week and all that like does that make you kind of be like more sentimental about things, or is it just like ah, it's just fun? 
I'd say it's a fair mixture. Yeah. Like, it's going to be crying and laughing. Yeah. And I think it's amazing that we actually get the opportunity to do these different things, though, Mm -hmm. for our last weeks, because it's sort of like ending it all with a bang. Yeah. And you'll have these final memories that you'll always be able to cherish in the back of your mind for the rest of your life with, like, you're, like, first sort of, like, real true friends, I feel like. for sure. Because it's not, it's not the built-in ones from, yeah, not the from when you're just like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you actually had to make these ones and yeah. keep them around. That's yeah. wild. Deal with their girlfriends. Deal with their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't take you. Okay. Um, what, a, what a statement. Okay. Um, <laughs> he's dying laughing right now. <laughs> I can't even breathe. Okay. Oh, that's just so funny. Okay. Um... And then, yeah, if you had anything, like, any advice to either give to, like, your younger self or, like, an underclassman or just, like, anyone who hasn't been through these years of life yet, what would you say? I would say don't take school too seriously and cherish the people that you really love because a lot of the people that you think will always be around forever won't be. Mm-hmm. and like whether that's your like dad or mom or even like one of your best friends at the time just like make sure you know that the people that you love know that they love you love them yeah oh i like that that's so sweet i feel like that's like the end quote of like a romance movie yeah except <laughs> without this the, the stumbling over the words <laughs> oh my gosh okay well thank you so much for doing this i hella yeah, appreciate it it's awesome 